You are listening to We Woke Up Like This, a podcast dedicated to helping you live your best vibe and to help you answer the call to become the highest version of yourself that you can in this lifetime. I'm your host, Reverend Joya, and I am dedicated to the alleviation from suffering and to see the higher self awakened and expressed in every human being. This show shares real-life stories, real-life journeys, practical tools and tips, and my own journey, real, raw, and authentic, of what I am going through to embody my highest version of myself that's calling me forward in this never-ending process. Thank you for joining me. Enjoy the show. Hello, beautiful lights and souls. Happy Friday. I hope you all had a wonderful week. It's been an energetic week, that's for sure. And I know a lot of people out there are going through some really heavy, really intense processing right now. And if that's you, I just want you to know that this too shall pass. This too shall pass. And to learn to stay in the present moment where everything is manageable and that everything that's happening to you, whatever's going on, whatever you're processing, that it's all happening for your soul's growth. Our own life is the divine unfolding. Our own life is the path to higher consciousness, to our own higher consciousness, when we can learn to stop reacting to what's happening to us externally and learn to respond to what's happening to us. And change what's happening by asking different questions. Instead of letting whatever's happening become the story that you tell yourself about your life, instead get curious and ask it questions. What are you teaching me? What can I learn from this? And if it's something that's hurting you, that's causing emotional pain, then to ask, what in me is asking for healing? These are very powerful questions we can ask to reframe what it is we're experiencing. And then, of course, to do tools to calm down your nervous system, which I teach those all the time. The simplest one being humming, using your own voice, patting your chest, and just saying, I'm safe. I'm safe in my body. Everything is manageable right now. This too shall pass. Saying this too shall pass is one of my favorite ways to get through when things are really hard and it's also a way to remind me to tune in and check in and be in gratitude and appreciation in the present when things are awesome to know that all things arise and all things pass away and here we are absorbing all of these experiences are we still and time is moving experiences are moving around us through this still point consciousness that we have that resides within us. And that's what I want to talk about today is accessing this still point consciousness that we have within us. Every morning this week, I've been hopping on Instagram and doing a live at seven o'clock Pacific time and doing a, a different meditation form for people to inspire meditation because meditation is the key. Meditation is the key to transforming our consciousness because the first step in transforming our consciousness is coming home to the present moment and cultivating self-awareness and cultivating choice point awareness 
cultivating self-awareness of what is happening right now, where we're noticing our thoughts and we get to a point where we're not noticing our thoughts, that we are the ones driving the thoughts, that thoughts aren't just happening now, that we consciously think about what we want to think about. And this is possible <laughs> to train that habit mind. But there's this still point consciousness that we have. And I want to talk about the three aspects of self. The trinities that exist in everything. And the first point in this is that source consciousness, creator consciousness, universal intelligence consciousness, the UI, creative source, creator source, whatever it is that you want to call it, that it's the mind. The one mind, the great mind, the great one mind that organized and creates all things and that everything is this mind, this invisible substance of creative power, of pure creation power that we all have access to. Okay, so there is only one mind and that God source creator, the source of everything, Everything has their origin, their beginnings in this one mind. This one mind thought an idea and it thought of us and it said, oh, I'm going to create an expression, an extension of me that can also create like me. And that's what that means when it says you're created in the image and likeness is not that this creative source is a, as a person, a human form but that this force, source, has creative power and we have that same creative power. So everything exists in this one mind. Everything is this one mind. And in this one mind, we could call it the unified field, the quantum field, of which we all have access. When we use to learn to utilize our body, which is a human spiritual technology that we have access to this field. And the action of mind is thinking, but not thinking in the way that we think with our intellect. Thinking that produces creations in the moment they're thought. So it's a transference of consciousness instantaneously. And like produces like. That's the law of the universe. Like always produces like. So source creator, God, is divine mind, divine intelligence. It's the creator. And everything takes place in this mind, including us. And they're infinite. There's limitless ideas and potentialities. And it's ever expanding, ever increasing, ever expressing in infinite ways. So we need to transform our consciousness of what we believe this source, this force to be, and that we're it. We're expressions of it. We're extensions of it. And as such, we've been given its inherent qualities. So the human, let's bring this down to earth now. The human being is 
I've talked about this so many times, the ray of, from the sun, the drop of water of the ocean, that source is all of me, but I am not all of source is my favorite way to understand it. And we grow up with this human brain that is given to us for our intellectual capability to figure things out and to take these ideas, these divine ideas that we now get, and to manifest them in the world. And we do that by taking an idea, taking it into our thought process, figuring out how to do it, and then we do it. It's really that simple, right? That's the whole process. Idea, make a plan, execute. And then you have your manifestations brought into fruition. But everything first begins as an idea, as a divine thought. But not all thoughts are divine. Because we can get caught, as I've talked about so many times, in this false identity of a small self, a small identified self, an ego self, an ego identified self that tells yourself a story about yourself all day long. And life happens from the outside in. These people are affecting me. The government's affecting me. My job is affecting me. I have no control over my world because it's all happening to me. I'm a victim of the world I see. I'm a victim of the world. And when you have this belief, you create this reality. Because we're always self-validating and always self-realizing what we believe. We're so powerful that we can miscreate. We're always creating. Always, always, always constantly creating. The problem is we're doing it unconsciously. And we can become conscious constant creators instead of unconscious constant creators. So that we start participating in the manifestations and the creations of our life and how we want our life to be. So I've taken some notes here that I'm just scrolling through here. Here's what I was looking for. Okay. So source is the divine mind. And the law is that like creates like. And from this field of law where like creates like constantly come ideas. The ideas, the idea that you get. Now we know that ideas are the currency of the universe because divine mind is expressing ideas constantly. That's what it's doing. So in the Akash and the unified field and the quantum field, whatever you want to call this field, Yeshua called it the Ruka field, are all the ideas, all the potentialities. Everything's just floating around us in these tiny invisible packets of information that we can pick up with our vibration. We attune our vibration to have ideas land on us. And they land on you when you're in vibration with it. So when you're a highly attuned being, ideas are constant. 
or when you're more creative, if you're wired to just be a more creative person, then ideas are constant. I happen to be that person. I'm very creative. Ideas are constant. I'm curious. I have a very high curiosity quotient. So these ideas that land, what the most important thing to know is that when the idea lands on you, because we don't manifest and create as source creates, which is boom, instantly, we need to manifest and reverse engineer how to manifest and make things happen in the 3D world, how to create in the 3D world. What's our part in the creation process in the 3D world, right? But within every idea also contains the fulfillment of that idea. The idea is the seed, and within that seed is also the fulfillment of that seed to flower into a fruit. And every idea is the same way. And so us as humans, we get these ideas, they land on us, and then we're supposed to use our intellect to find the fulfillment of that idea. How do we want to manifest it? How do we want to create it? What do we want it to look like? What kind of impact do we want it to have? So all things are formed out of this field, this invisible substance. It's a spiritual substance because we can't see it. And I think of spirituality, spiritual is all of the invisible forces that we can't see, but we can utilize and we can experience and we can know. So this energy is inherent in the idea for its creation. And we can tune into that. And it comes in an unfoldment. It's slow, it's gradual, it's a process that comes through our practices. School is a, I mean, earth is a school, right? If we can, we can really look at it as earth is a school for us to hone our vibrational frequency. Where we learn to keep our energy, our thoughts, our feelings, our desires, our intention steady, present, feeling the power that arises in the present and staying in that sense of reverence and awe and wonder and service to the source that we all are. Tuning into this vibration of source within you brings with it a beautiful feeling of humility, grace, reverence, awe, and wonder at the magnificence of the beings that we truly, truly are. So the first key, the first path, the first thing for people to do, for you, me, for everybody to do, on this path of unfoldment to become the powerful creators that we are and to, and to co-create intentionally through choice, through response, is to manage our thinking mind, our intellect, because the unmanaged mind runs a life amok. We create messily, we create out of habit, we react, we recreate, self-validating concepts and stories because we've been given this power to create, but we haven't been taught how to use this power. 
And so we're miscreating. And the work of meditation is to train yourself to come home to the present moment, to this choice point awareness, to this choice point now, to the still point of the true self that resides within you, your nafsha, as Yeshua called it. And your nafsha is your vital life force energy that organizes the you that you call you into yourself and it exists both in the body and in the eighth chakra above you in the field and this is the aspect of self that picks up these divine ideas and then drops them down into you because you're the resonant frequency for it and you can utilize this aspect of yourself this nafsha only to the extent that you will to use it because we have divine free will We've been given dominion over everything on earth because we were created in the image and likeness of the creator. We can use the whole, this whole earth is our playground. This whole earth is our practice ground. We've been given this beautiful place to learn how to practice our vibrational frequency, to learn how to be creators. When we place our identity in source, as source, of source, just like Yeshua did. He modeled it for us so we know it can be done because he did it and he did it to show us that we can do it too and that's what he was teaching, was teaching people how to embody their nafsha, how to embody this Christ consciousness vibration, anointed, light, Christed, how to, anoint, how to awaken to this knowledge, this inner knowing, that you and source are one. You're not separate. You're one, you're the same as source. And the more you come to know that, and the more you bring yourself into a, alignment with that, the more responsibility you have as a creator. To someone who's given much power comes great responsibility, but that responsibility isn't meant to be a burden. That responsibility is meant as a source of pride, as a source of, and not ego pride, but pride in taking pride in your ownership of this, right? That you take care of it, you nurture it, you care for it. It's not something you just take for granted. So the truth is something that gets revealed over time. And I love in my divine studies, my divine science studies this week, they had a sentence that just made me laugh. And it was talking about how this is a slow process. It's a revelation that happens to us, that's revealed to us slowly. It's a slow revealing. It's a slow birthing. It happens at the pace of nature, which is what I always say. All we have to do is look to nature to understand ourselves. And how things are constantly unfolding in the now moment, in the spans of time on earth. It's a constant unfolding that's happening that might be imperceptible to the human eye. But there was a sentence that made me laugh that said, you can't storm the gates of heaven. And that made me laugh. You can't storm the gates of heaven. If you did, the light blast, the knowledge blast, the, the, transmission of the frequency would just disintegrate you so we have to come at it unfolding as an unfoldment process 
slow and gradual. And even people who've had spontaneous awakenings, kundalini awakenings, it's traumatic. It's hard on the body, it's hard on the mind to have your whole paradigm shifted like that. It's better to do it slowly and to do it with our practices and knowing that when we sit down to practice meditation, we're practicing coming into that still point of knowing. We're practicing coming into our intuition. We're practicing coming into the now moment to become aware that we are aware. That's the whole secret. I'm aware that I'm aware. And every time that I'm aware that I'm aware, I direct my thinking. I direct my energy rather than letting the energy direct me. So we can learn over time to give our whole being, to surrender our whole beingness over to source. It's a process of surrender. And we give ourselves over to this divine presence within us, this mysterious presence within us that gives us access now to the field. And when we set our, our vibration accordingly, the idea lands upon us now of who and what we, who we want to be, what we want to create. Because it's all the creations are just side effects. Every idea that is manifest is calling you forward into a greater expression of being. Because who you are now is not the person you'll be when you get to the other side of the manifestation, especially if you're working with big ideas. Because you change and transform in the process of manifesting, of bringing something into fruition, of bringing something into creation, because you become the vibration of the person who creates it. And as you change your vibration and hone and, and surrender more and more and more to this mysterious force, and you recognize that you're being lived by the universe, amazing things start to happen in your life. You become a really powerful conscious co-creator with source. We are forever connected with the creator. We know that all potentialities are perfect, they already exist, and we ask, what's mine to do? What's mine to be? What's mine to express here in this body? And our idea is to hold our divine perfection ever more steady, ever more steady. And that's what Yeshua did. He mastered it. He never wavered from it. I and my father are one, and he stayed there. It wasn't, I and my father are one sometimes. I and my father are one when I'm thinking about it. No, always. He never wavered. He perfected his vibration to see himself, to know himself as source, expressing itself as him. And we get to do the same thing. And the realm of my work in the world is bringing you home to this knowing of who you are through the minds of the body, the spiritual technology of the body, and that we have three minds that we have access to. Our thinking mind, which is our intellect, where we learn to manage our thoughts and our thinking and what we're thinking about. The body mind, the unconscious mind. So the thinking mind is the conscious mind. It's this consciousness. You can be aware of what you're thinking about. You can recall data about yourself. 
what's your birthday? What's your name? Where were you born? Who's your partner? Who are your children? What's your job? What's your favorite thing to do? What's your favorite thing to eat? All of these bits of data that we can have access to from the conscious realm of our thinking mind. And then we have the body mind, the unconscious mind, where the realm that isn't thinking with words anymore, the body mind thinks with feelings and knowing. It makes our heartbeat, it brings our breath, it does everything autonomically. We don't have to think about these things, they're unconscious. And it's the unconscious aspect of the self that is ruling most of what we do. So the healing of this body-mind is such a key to being able to access these higher vibrational states of being because this is an embodiment process, remember here. We're learning to utilize our full technology, not just part of it. And not just thinking we're spiritual. That's spiritual bypassing. Just thinking I'm a spiritual person. I'm going to think about things. I'm going to think about being spiritual. I'm going to think it, think it, think it. No, this is an embodiment process. This is feeling it. This is being it. This is never wavering from that separation. It's, it's the coming into divine knowing that I am the source and the source is me. And I'm not all of the source. And that's the, that's the humbling humility that keeps us rooted in the grace and, and humility of just how tiny we are. I'm a drop of water in this ocean. I'm a grain of sand on this whole beach. And I get to create. And then we have access to our intuition, our intuitive mind, our intuitive body, which is where we have access to the unified field through our, in, through our intuition. And this is where we pick up the ideas in the super conscious realm. This is where we realize our gifts, our talents, our potentialities. And in this realm, we have our intuition. And this is where we declare we want to live from, where we take our stand that I want to live from. I want to live from the space where the nafsha is animating the body. My higher self is animating my body. Myself that lives and resides in this quantum field that can pick up all of these all of the information now and hit me intuitively with these knowings, which is how my intuition speaks to me. You know, you get those little urges, that little feeling, the little nudge, and we constantly turn it. We constantly turn our thought over again and again and again and again and again and again and again to our divine source. I turn my thoughts over to thinking of what is good, what is true, what is beautiful. Think on these things. And the attributes of source are ours. And in divine science, they say that those attributes are love, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, power, life, and joy. But I think that they are the 64 gene keys. And so you can pull your gene keys chart for free at genekeys.com and look at what your gifts are. Look at what your potential enlightened states are, the gifts in the cities. And I, I, don't, I ignore the shadows. We already know those things. That's how we live when we're from ego. The shadows are obvious. They're easy. It's like, yeah, I'm in the shadows. I see the shadows. I know the shadows. And they're not a part of ourselves that we get rid of, that we cut off, that we, that we don't have anymore. The shadows are always there. But we recognize them. And from those, the gifts spring. And from the gifts spring are potential enlightened states. And so the gene keys are the 64 attri attributes of source creator and we all have 11 of them. And then you have your line of expression and how you express it. 
And then what that means for you in your life. We're all 100% so unique individuals. It's just beautiful. So I really recommend that you get your Gene Keys chart and that you tune into those and you just say, I am, and you say these things. I am presence. I am majesty. I am freedom. I am transparency. These are mine. I'm rebirth. I'm silence. I am sensitivity. I am sanctity. I am invisibility. I am majesty. I am majesty. I have majesty three times. And my whole chart, I look at it and I'm like, oh, I'm so wired to do what I'm doing right now, to be an instrument for source, to bring it in me, through me, as me, to come into recognition of it more and more and more. We all are. We all have the same purpose. <laughs> and then to live it and express it in ways that are unique to all of us. So we come to know this one mind, this one source as us. More and more and more and more through the process of meditation training our mind to be aware in present moment choice awareness so that we can mind our thoughts, we get to guide our thoughts, training our body to understand our intuition, what our intuition feels like, how we know it, and how to trust ourselves, freeing the traumas that are stored in the body, letting all of those things out, up and out, and allowing more and more of those spaces now to get filled with our nafsha, with our higher self, with divine wisdom. And we can tune into this divine wisdom where all things are known and we just know. We embody it. We embody it. We embody the divine mind in us, as us, through us, for who we are. And then we create from a space of love and true power and this is the goal, right? To wake up to this power and to live it, express it. And it's joy and it's fun. And it's a gradual process. It just unfolds. You just come to understand it, feel it, and know it more and more and more. And as you allow it and you surrender to it, and it starts revealing the way that it reveals itself to you through sign symbols and synchronicities that are the language of man, humans, people, you look for those sign symbols and synchronicities that are in alignment with your vibration. And the more you're in alignment with the vibration of source, the faster they happen. I can literally be thinking about something and wonder like, oh, you know, I really need to understand this for the next part of what I'm creating. And then this afternoon, I'll go sit down at lunch and start talking to the person sitting next to me. And what do you know? They're the exact person I need to know to ask the questions I need to ask or to connect me to who I need to be connected to or whatever it is happens like that all the time or to look at what something that jumps out for you and to pay attention to it and follow it follow its lead for me the number 14 appears everywhere I see it all the time and so whenever I see a 14 in a strange place like on a bus bus number 14 I'll be like mm. and if I get the hit like follow the bus Okay, I don't know why. I'm going to go off my beaten path here and follow bus number 14. And lo and behold, it stops in front of this place that has a sign on it that I know I need to go in and talk to whoever's in there. It's a perfect example of how this works. So we can place our whole being 
our whole being under the service of divine wisdom, and then everything falls into place. That's not to say that we don't have to show up and do the work. We do. We take action in the world, but we're taking aligned action. We're trusting. But first, we have to clear the house. We have to clean the vehicle of the body. Clean the thoughts. Clean out the emotions. Clean out the stuck and stored traumas. And free yourself to be an empty, cleaned up vessel for your nafsha. And this is the work of meditation. So with that, I'm complete in this conversation. And I invite you to join me at vibology.com, V-I-B-O-L-O-G-I-E.com for the vibe process and expressive meditation. Meditation that you don't have to sit and do with your eyes closed. And I move you through a process that brings a vision to mind, that stirs up your sympathetic nervous system to activate your fight or flight, all the stuff you've got stored in the body, to get it out, up and out, to stimulate the parasympathetic nervous system to come home and to trust and listen to our intuition and to follow its guidance, to express it, into just noticing the body and using the voice, toning, getting in touch with that authentic power center within you. I've got a whole process I walk people through, and it's a beautiful process. It's a healing process. It can be used for whatever intention you want it to be for. In the beginning, it can be healing to get these things out of the body. Out, up and out, up and out, up and out is better than in and stuck. Don't ever say you're fine again when you're not fine. Give yourself permission to up and out. And that doesn't mean you run around catharding on everybody. <laughs> There's a time and a place, right? But you give yourself permission to feel how you feel and to be honest with yourself about what's going on and not to just swallow it, not to say you're fine, not to stuff it down. We don't do that anymore. All right, my loves. I wish you all a beautiful, blessed week. And I'm going to have a guest on my podcast next week. I look forward to that. And I wish you all a wonderful, happy Mother's Day weekend. Love and blessings to you all. Bye. Thank you for listening to We Woke Up Like This. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you listened to this podcast. And feel free to send me an email, joya at vibology, V-I-B-O-L-O-G-I-E dot com for any questions, comments, or if you want to be a guest on the show. Wishing you a blessed day. Bye.